0: Hi, this is Natalie Hoffman of FlyingFreeNow.com, and you're listening to the Flying Free Podcast, a support resource for women of faith looking for hope and healing from hidden emotional and spiritual abuse. Welcome to Episode 81 of the Flying Free Podcast. Today, I have with me... Daphne and Rachel, and we're going to introduce you to Daphne. She's actually been on the podcast in the past, but, we're, but it's been quite a while ago. So we're going to do, a little, we're going to do introductions in just a minute. And, and I want to first of all say too that our topic for today is going to be on the subject of forgiveness. And I was going to sing that one song. Who sings that song? Forgiveness, even if even if, okay, we'll sing, you don't love me anymore. Who sings that song? Does anybody know? Nobody I knows. To do a quick Google. I've heard I, it, but it's not yeah. coming to my mind. Okay. Well, all of you, uh, the people listening are all s- shouting the name, you know, while they're driving <laughs> or whatever. But I have no idea. I wish we could hear you. <laughs> so, okay. So anyway, before we get started on our topic though, I want to let you know that the Sisterhood group is oh, flying, it's called the Flying Free Sisterhood Education and Support Group. It's opening back up again at the end of September. That's just in a few weeks. And you can hop on the waiting list by going to joinflyingfree.com. And you know what I've been hearing more and more from people, you guys? And I think it's because there's so much. Over the course of several years, there's so many resources that I've put out there that people like the podcast, we're we're gonna hit a hundred episodes by the end of this year, you guys. That's wow, that's a lot. There's the podcast, there's tons of articles on the Flying Free website. I'm starting to do these Monday morning things where I connect with people on Facebook and then I post it on YouTube. And and so there's all these resources that are out there. And a lot of people are thinking, well, gee, I'm getting a lot of really good stuff. I don't, why do I need to join the Flying Free Sisterhood? It's probably just going to be you know, all of this good stuff packaged in, a, you know, packaged in a nice package with a bow on it. And I don't really want to pay for that. But you know what I'm hearing from people that think that prior to joining the sisterhood and then they join the sisterhood? They are coming back to me and saying, I had no idea that it was going to be that there was so much more that was offered within that group. And it's incredible and it's life changing. And so I'm just offering that out to those of you who are getting a lot of benefit from the podcast and the articles and the YouTube videos, that it's very different on the outside than it is. And it's everything that I can offer you for, for those of you who can't afford to be in the sisterhood, but if you can't afford to pay $25 a month, there is so much more rich material inside of the sisterhood that's built up in a vault over the years, plus new stuff that's being produced every single month for your benefit. And, um, and also the other aspect of it is that you get to have community with other people who are just like you. And the other thing is that you get access To me, you can process your personal, what you're personally going through with me in the forum and through coaching that I do every single week. And so, um, and I, you know, I get a lot of emails from people asking for help and telling me their stories. And I love that. And I want to help everyone, but I do have to constrain myself to the women that are in that sisterhood group. And I give all of myself to those women. So if you want extra help and you need that systematic process of walking yourself through, you know, going from crawling to flying, from the caterpillar stage to the butterfly stage, I really would encourage you to try out the Flying Free Sisterhood. A lot of women start off with one month. And then they come back and they sign up for a whole year because they just, they just are like, this is exactly what I need. And I'm committed to this and I'm going to go through this whole program. Okay. So that said, we are going to, I want introdu- to reintroduce you to Daphne. And I actually, I'm going to, I think I'm going to have her tell us in her own words, who is Daphne?
1: Hey, y'all. So that might give you the first clue. I'm from Texas. (laughs) uh, Of course, I have to lead with that. I have been in the Flying Free Sisterhood for about a year and a half now um, and have been divorced for about a year uh, from an emotionally and spiritually abusive man, a Christian man. And so the group has get, definitely given me a lot of support um, th- during this time. I am also a legal aid attorney. So that's what I do professionally. Um, so yeah, anything else you think is helpful? Or folks no,
0: well, just that if they want to hear you and I dialoguing in the past, we, di- we went to the con- a conference last fall that was put on by the US Southern Baptist Convention correct?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we did yeah. that episode back in October.
0: Yeah. So Daphne and I got to actually see each other. It was super fun. We've actually seen each other a few times now mm-hmm. in, in different places and conferences, but they're always down in Texas. But then it gives me a chance to leave Minnesota and go, <laughs> and go stay somewhere warm. But anyway, so we saw each other there. We hung out. We listened, took in the conference and then we had a lot of thoughts about it. And so we downloaded in a podcast episode. I don't even remember the number of that episode, but if you look, it. was look a bonus back, episode, I think. Well, that's right. It was a yeah, bonus episode. Bonus episode so, one, maybe? Okay, yeah, because I think we've only had two bonus episodes. So it shouldn't be too hard to find. But anyway, so you can go check that out if you want to. Um, and yeah, but let's
2: go. I also, oh, go ahead. Well,
1: I was going to say quickly, I also share... Uh, more of my story with Natalie um, in the butterfly story in the private sisterhood group. So if anybody is... Um Listening to the podcast that's in the group now and new to it, uh, you may go back and you know if you're interested and listen to that, or if you're considering joining the group, that's another thing. Not just me, but hearing the stories of so many other women who have walked similar paths.
0: That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that you know, the podcast we talk, we do these little survivor interviews. They're very short, but when, but the butterfly interviews—they're not interviews; they're just stories. Are that are within the sisterhood are actually much more. Um, Um, You get more of a, a deeper picture of what goes on inside of their lives and more of an idea of how they actually were able to extricate themselves from their relationship, which I think is encouraging and important to understand if you're kind of looking, you know, thinking about what your options are moving forward to be able to hear what other people have gone through and that they've actually survived and even thrived going through the same things that you're going through. But today we want to talk about forgiveness. And I think this is a really, I think there's going to be a lot of things to say on this subject because we're women of faith. And so forgiveness is a big deal for us, right? And then also (laughs) forgiveness is a big deal because we've just spent years and we may have spent years and years and years and years, decades even dealing with someone who has repetitively done hurt us and done destruction to our spiritual lives, our emotional lives, sometimes our physical bodies. And and yet now, and so forgiveness, it's like, forgive? What are you talking about? Like I can forgive someone who maybe does one nasty thing, but to forgive years and years of unrepentant sin, how in the world, what does that even look like? What does it involve? Is it even possible? And yeah, and I think, um, I know Daphne, you said, you had come up with a whole bunch of ideas about what forgiveness is not, and maybe we could start there. Do you want to share? Some? Sure. Yeah, dig in. Yeah. Well, so
1: just kind of to start off, one thing that's been super important for me in my journey of healing and then just just growing as a person is having really precise definitions for things that I always kind of just spouted off as as rhetoric really. So I was always just kind of told and had internalized the idea that I need to forgive. And you know, I hadn't really thought a whole lot about what that means, but I had definitely internalized some things about what I felt like that means. So like one of the things I felt like it meant before was that like it was something that someone had to request of me and it was something I did for them. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and so it's really like, it came down to, you know, someone demanding that. And then I could think about forgiveness. Right. But it wasn't necessarily something I thought about outside of that context.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. So someone would have to ask you for forgiveness for a specific thing that they had done to you, and then you would decide from there if you were going to forgive them or not.
1: Right. Yeah. That's kind of the framework, right? That, or at least that I grew up with was like, you know, someone wrongs you, like they ask for forgiveness and then, you know, if they ask and then you're kind of required to give that to them. But, you know, really thinking about that, it doesn't really tell you what forgiveness is. It seems like maybe forgiveness is some sort of restoring of the relationship, but mm-hmm. that's really not what it is. And when it comes down to it, you know, forgiveness and kind of the definition that I have found helpful is, one part is sort of um, really making the decision to deliberately get rid of your negative feelings towards someone that has done that has wronged you, really for the purpose of healing and moving forward. Um, but sometimes that definition is hard for me too because we can't always really control our feelings. So then kind of a second part of the definition that I've come up with that's been helpful for myself is committing to not letting those transgressions against me, hinder me from moving forward in life and committing to not having those things control my actions and my thoughts moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, weird. yeah, no, go ahead, Rachel. I was, gonna, I was just going to say that's, that's the big thing question though, in our minds is like, how in the world do you do that?
3: Right. Well, and also it goes even further than that. Committing not to do the same back to them, releasing the debt that essentially they owe you, right, because of the way that they've treated you, releasing mm-hmm. that to God, allowing mm-hmm. Him to be the one who, um, who, who I guess applies vengeance. I mean, right? It says it in the Bible, like vengeance is mine; I will repay, says the Lord. Not taking vengeance upon yourself is an act of forgiveness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you yeah. want justice so
3: bad, right? Exactly. You know? The justice is that we all crave that we we have a desire for justice and we can't go and seek that for ourselves by doing, um, doing that the way that we've been treated back to them.
0: I think it too. Like that. it's like, um, I think I've said this elsewhere, but for me, I've felt like with the people in my life that I've had to forgive that sometimes I, and sometimes I feel like forgiveness kind of ebbs and flows, you know, but I, I've had to let them off the hook for that justice, you know, because, yeah. and, and instead I, I, what I've said in the past is let them off the hook, but then put them on God's hook. And the, yeah. only, the only problem with that is that if you're so, also struggling with, well, God, you know, is there a God, um, is God for me? Is he going to actually keep them on the hook or is he just going to let them off the hook too? And, you know, cause it's the Bible says Mm -hmm. that God forgives too. So does that mean then that anybody can do whatever they want to to anybody else? And then it's just, you know, it's God just forgives everybody. And so it's no big deal. And Mm -hmm. so I just think that, um, A lot of us, then we think that way, and then we think, well, then justice is really, it really is up to me, and I have to create that justice for myself. And when you start going down that rabbit trail, that's when I think that you, at least for me, I feel like that's when I lose my peace, that's when I lose my joy, that's when I lose my, I lose feeling miss I miss out on feeling good about my life and I'm just so yeah. sick of feeling I don't anymore, but I got to the place where I was just so sick of feeling icky about my life and all of the people in it. I just <laughs> yeah. wanted to be happy.
3: Yeah. They still had so allowing those feelings of unforgiveness to control you means that your husband is essentially ex-husband still controlling you in a way. Right. And you you've lived like that long enough. No, forgiveness is an act of trusting God.
0: Yeah. So Daphne, what do you think about that? I mean, have you come to the place, I'm curious to know, if you've come to the place where you have been able to forgive your ex or other people in your life that have hurt you?
1: Yeah, I I think so. And kind of going back to one thing you said was, you know, when you were focused on him, you were feeling bad. Right. Yeah. And so I think that is one of the things to really consider when we're thinking about, do we need to forgive? Should we forgive? Like, what's up with that? Um, because I feel like a lot of times in these types of situations, people are being pressured to forgive, even by someone they are, or were in mm. a relationship with, or by the church, or by their families, or anything like that. Folks are pressured to forgive. Right, as if that means some type of restoration of a relationship or some type of willingness to, you know, again, like communicate or be involved with that person. Mm -hmm. But, like, really, what does that do for us, you know, in terms of how we're feeling and dealing with the hurt and everything? So, kind of, really, what, what I've come to is this place of looking at forgiveness as something that is for me. Like it involves another person and or another group of people to the extent that they did something wrong against me. But forgiveness really is me saying, okay, that can't control me moving forward. It's not even about like justice for me, because I feel like if I'm saying, hey, I'm going to forgive them so that they can get so that God can give them justice. Like it's still about them. And it's not about me and my commitment to moving forward in my life. So that's kind of where I've, I've, I've come to. And I know that a lot of people struggle with faith and what does that look like coming from these situations? And so even thinking about, okay, are we commanded to forgive? Like, you know, what is, what is that whole thing? You know, what is that supposed to look like? And so and I, I really ultimately think that, um, and Bob Hamp talked about this in a video a few years ago that he released about forgiveness where, you know, in scripture is talking about how, you know, if we don't forgive then God won't forgive us. Like, you know, it depends on how we think about it, right? Like you talked about this picture of God, like, really as an abuser that a lot of us take on, which is like, oh, if we don't do this. And he's just going to withhold his love from us. Mm-hmm. But if we kind of change that view to be, well, maybe um, if we don't like forgive others, we're not enabled to experience forgiveness and for and healing for ourselves. That's kind of how, you know, I see that dynamic working and that kind of works better with my new picture of faith and who God is now.
3: Mm-hmm. That's really good. You know, and, um, building on what you said there, Daphne, um, I, in that Bob Ham video, that's a really good video for people to watch. I wonder if we could link to it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about how you can't forgive what you don't recognize. So healing from, you know, the trauma you've been through in your marriage means a a continual like, um, acknowledgement of what's been done to you. And only then can you forgive that you can't forgive what you don't see happened. So if my husband hurted me, you know, hurt, hurt me over, uh, you know, 14 years and, um, it was really subtle, right? It was like a subtle wearing down of who I am and, and, and all the, 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 the things that I had to offer him. Um, he, he was wearing away at my self-worth. He was wearing away at my personhood. And I have to be able to see that effect and how it's played out in my life before I can do the hard act of forgiving him for that, what he did there. And that, that's really hard. Um, that's, that's, a, that's an active spiritual um, uh, pursuit to be able to release that him to God for, for justice. Um, so it's, it's forgiveness is not just a one-time act, I guess is my point here. You 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 have to keep pursuing it over, over time. Um, and I, I'm still finding ways that I have to forgive my ex-husband.
0: Well, that, that was something I was going to ask you guys is if you, if there was ever a point where you felt like, okay, I really feel like I have released him and I can move on or do you still kind of work on that here and there
1: I mean I definitely think it's a process because there are different things that come up like different circumstances in life that come up that show you oh like I thought I was going to have this at this point. Like I you know, I had an expectation built that my life would look like this and it doesn't mm-hmm. because of this same situation and so it like keeps coming up. But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when when I think about forgiveness, it's another thing that I don't think it looks like. Like I don't think it looks like you won't continue to be hurt or have disappointment. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it means that we're making the deliberate decision to not allow that to control us, whether it's controlling our thought patterns or our behaviors, you know, how, what does it look like when those things come up? And I think it is, it's a, it's a deliberate intentional choice. And it's so an example of that is like, maybe, you know, so I just moved for example. And so like I'm in an apartment by myself a couple of years ago, I wouldn't imagine that that would be my situation. Um, so, you know, but it is, you know, what it is, that is what my reality is now. So is that disappointing? Of course, but do I allow that to control my thought patterns and I'm, am I going to spiral now into what could have been, what should have been and how it was all his fault? Or am I going to like embrace what my life is now and move forward in healthy ways? And so I think that's what forgiveness, that kind of continual, forgiveness looks like is continually making the choice to handle that in a healthy way. And it's not, not, not being hurt. I think that's a lot of times forgiveness is used as a weapon against people who are hurt, Yes, Um, Yes. especially in the church. It's like, oh, well, clearly you haven't forgiven and you're still hurt. (laughs) <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, well, but no, that that's two different things. You know, mm-hmm. you can still be hurt and at the same time forgive and at the same time not choose to be in a relationship. All those things can be true at the same time.
3: Yeah, Yes. Forgiveness is not reconciliation, I think is what you just said there. And that um, that is so uh, misrepresented in Christian culture a lot of times. If you've forgiven, that means that you return to relationship the way it was, you've Forgiven, given just like, um, you know, you've, you've, you're not remembering what's been done to
0: you, yes. et cetera. And yes. that, <laughs> you give them a blank slate, clean whiteboard. Right. You can start all, you can write your crappy graffiti all over the whiteboard all over again. Cause we're going to forget that yes. you just did that.
3: This message was so prevalent in my mind when, when I was married before that every single time, I mean, this is why I couldn't, I didn't see a pattern I I didn't, I wasn't able to look back and say, well, this happened before because I would feel guilty that I remembered what he had done to me before. Um, and it took me 14 years to finally say, you know, and, and some education to finally, to know what was really going on. But I, I felt, I would feel so guilty about not for, you know, forgiving him. And, um, and he would even like stonewall me for three days. Um, when I knew that he had really done something wrong and then all he had to do was ignore me for long enough and I would feel bad and I would feel like I needed to forgive him. Um, These are all distorted ideas of forgiveness.
0: Well, and it almost, it puts the perpetrator in the victim role because oh, you, yeah, uh, you're not forgiving mm-hmm. them. Now they are a victim of your non-forgiveness. Right. It's like, yep. it's, Oh, it's such a brain. I was going to use a swear word there, but it's such a, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Well, and if you know anything about narcissism, that's like having, being a victim is what, who, how they live their lives and who they want to be. They want to be a victim because that means they get to control you. They get to, um, have you feel bad for them and, and do what that means that they, you do what they want you to do.
0: Hey there. If you're a woman of faith in a confusing and painful marriage, and you want more concentrated, personalized help to deal with what you're experiencing in your life, I want to offer you the Flying Free Sisterhood. The Sisterhood is a comprehensive education and support program designed to help women like you go from crawling to flying. Here's what one of our members has to share about her own healing journey with Flying Free.
2: Before I signed up for Flying Free, I was excited but nervous because I was replacing flying free with my weekly therapist visits. I signed up for the year and saved money. After I joined, I was pleasantly surprised at the huge buffet of resources now at my fingertips. They all seem to be tailored to my needs. I was and am committed to getting healthy, and the more I take in and participate, the more I benefit. I feel so supported, understood, accepted, and blessed to be a flying free member. I joined a weekly small group and we share and pray for each other as we go through Natalie's book, Is It Me? I believe that unless you've walked in our shoes, you really cannot understand. This ministry has been life-changing and continues to change my life. I'm grateful for it. My friend told me how amazing it is and now I'm telling you. It's time. Sign up for a year. Do it for yourself. You're worth it. No regrets. God bless you.
0: Learn more about Flying Free and hop on the waiting list at joinflyingfree.com. You know, I, I think it's important maybe that we talk more about the
1: idea that if because you forgive someone, like that doesn't that that's a totally separate question from whether or not the relationship can or should be restored. Yes. because um, I think a lot of people struggle with. And, you know, and I definitely struggled with that idea. Like I, I was hesitant to forgive because I felt like that would say something about, or well, maybe I was ready to be in relationship or, you know, have other conversations that I just wasn't. But kind of when I disconnected those two ideas of forgiveness and continued relationship, that really freed me up to to heal myself. Right. And so I really want to... um I would say give permission. I don't, I can't give permission to anyone for for anything, but I really want people to feel free to consider the option that you don't have to continue in relationship with someone that has continued to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that is a decision you can make and you can forgive, right? Because forgiveness for someone doesn't mean that there won't be consequences um that they might experience in their lives as a result of loss of relationship with us and again that's not something that's like well they need to feel this pain it's like no again it's focusing on what do I need to do to keep myself healthy right like I know I've been in this place of whatever hurt or bitterness that like you said Natalie has just been making me not feel good, not be healthy. You know, what do I need to do to get to a good place? One is acknowledging that pain and that hurt committing to moving forward, but then also examining your life for areas where you
3: can prevent some of that. So that's where boundaries come in. Mm -hmm. Being self-controlled instead of um, being controlled by other people and choosing Um, what you will and will not allow, what kind of behavior you will and will not tolerate in your life. And if someone is hurting you, you are allowed to make the decision to protect yourself. You do not have to to, to continue that just because you are married to them. Um, In fact, if you're married to them, that increases their responsibility um, and accountability for hurting you even more because they promised when they married you That they would that they would protect you, that they would be alongside you, that they would uh, cherish you, and if they're continually breaking that vow, then that's something to think about.
0: Right. I think there's a, you know, in the flying higher group, which is a group that I'm doing, um, and you guys are both in that, right? Guys are both in that. Yeah. Um, It's for divorced women. We're, we just did a. Lesson on unconditional love. And I think this kind of goes along with that because there's a lot of confusion about what unconditional love is. I know I've been very confused about that. Mm -hmm. And unconditional love and forgiveness, I mean, think about it. Forgiveness is really an act of love, right? Yes. Act of unconditional love. And um, we think, we believe that unconditional love means the same thing that forgiveness means. It means that I'm giving you a carte blanche to do whatever you want to do to me and I will just. Love you, and what does loving someone unconditionally mean? It means you know letting them run all over you. It means right, still giving them dinner and doing their laundry and giving them sex and just saying you know, hey, I love you unconditionally. You can beat me up, you can call me names, and I'm just going to love on you like crazy. That's mm-hmm. absolutely insanity. Okay, yeah, that is not is. unconditional love at all. and yeah. and, and so I think I'm um, trying to. Parks out what the difference is between what unconditional love actually is. And one of the breakthroughs that I recently had is, um, I'm estranged from my immediate, fa- my I'm sorry, my family of origin. And one of the looping thoughts that I kept having every time I would think about them is, they don't care, they don't love me, and they don't care.
3: okay mm-hmm. And
0: I was talking about this with a coach, and she, got, she helped me to see, she said, she's like, what could you think instead of they don't care? Because the result in my life was just misery. Okay. (laughs) And I didn't want to feel miserable about that anymore. I wanted to feel, I actually wanted to feel unconditional love for my family members, even though we had no contact with each other and i believe that that, that, it, that it was possible to feel that unconditional love because our feelings are st- something that we have it's not something that other people have to feel we we make our own we have our, our own universe and we feel our own feelings within that universe and i wanted to feel love for them and i wanted to feel connected to them even though we were not connected physically and the thought that she helped me come up with whenever my brain says they don't care is I care. And that Mm -hmm. has been transformative for me. So Mm -hmm. my focus, again, is not on them and what they're doing and what they're offering the world, but rather back on me again because I can only change me, right? Mm -hmm. And it's back on what I – it's about me, And I do care. So whenever my brain says, oh, they don't care, and I start thinking about the things that they did that hurt me, I stop and I go, no. But you know what? I care. I care about them. I yeah. care, and I not only care about them, but unconditional love means we have unconditional love for ourselves so that mm-hmm. when we make mistakes, we still can hold space for ourselves and love ourselves and take care of ourselves and grow and develop into the people that we're meant to be to our full mm-hmm. potential and be happy as happy as we possibly can be in a world where a lot all the other humans are doing whatever they want to do and it's not necessarily things that make us feel comfortable
3: that is so good yeah. that is so good i um the, the way that it's been helpful for me to think about it unconditional love is wanting the best for someone no matter what and sometimes the best okay. for someone means not allowing them to hurt me anymore because that's, you know, if I'm just continually providing, you know, them an opportunity to sin against me, that's not good for them or me, of course. Mm. Um, so it can be like allowing someone to face the consequences to, to sow what they've reaped um, or to reap what they've sowed, excuse me, uh, is it can be really loving for them to, to face the consequences of their own behavior. Filing for a divorce, as crazy as it sounds from my husband was an act of love. Because I love him too much to allow him to continue in the ways that he's been treating me any longer because that is not good for him and it's not good for me.
0: Well, and it sets it sets such a it's it such a loving example too to everyone around you, even though they might not see it as loving. It shows them it shows the world that there that there that there is there are consequences for wrong behavior and that that we all have our own personal power that we can all take our take the responsibility that God has given to us which is simply to take care of ourselves and to offer all of our potential into the world to to do to take that on ourselves and to let go of control of all of the other people, including the people that we're closest to, because they get to make their own choices for their own lives. And when they make those choices, there are going to be natural consequences to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I find it funny how a lot of these terms, like, you know, the forgiveness and unconditional love, like it's, again, they're, they're weaponized, right? Yeah. And they're kind of thrown out to make people feel like they have to relate to someone else in a certain type of way, so I, I feel like I'm just in a place where I'm just going back to the beginning and asking, "Why do I need to do this? Why do I feel like it's important to me to have unconditional love? What is that? Is that even a thing? what are like what are people doing when they're saying that and using those terms? You know, And I think, like I don't remember if it was Rachel or Natalie. one of you was saying, "Oh, maybe it was Rachel that was like, you know, is this?" Is unconditional love now a license for you to treat me however you want because I can't put conditions on our Mm interaction? You know, so I'm just kind of like even just backing up and looking at things from this bird's eye view of what does this even mean? Is this even important? And I think even when you're talking about forgiveness, I, again, want to allow people to feel the freedom to ask the questions of what does this mean? What does this look like? Mm -hmm. I feel like especially in the church, we're told what things mean and what things look like and we never question them. And we're like, we're never allowed to question them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of start dipping your toe into the water of thinking about things differently, you can feel guilt and shame. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. am I just not wanting to forgive? Am I not wanting to be like Jesus? But you know, I just want to remind people like there's plenty of like Bible believing seminary educated theologians that believe different things right right so it's okay to step out and ask questions about what you've always believed especially mm-hmm. when you see that the fruit of what you're believing in your life is like bitterness and pain and you mm-hmm. know like physical physical ailments like when when that's the fruit of your beliefs like in your life, it's okay to step back and say like I don't think this is right. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's such a, that's such a good point. And I don't think that our religious environments necessarily offer that space for people to wrestle with those kinds of things. They're like, no. "No, this is the way it is. This is how we say it is, and you either buy into it and you and you can be part of our club, but if you're going to wrestle with it and if you're going to read authors that are outside of what of our designated, you know, white listed, white list of authors, then you can just like be gone, be gone with you because you're just a rebel and whatever.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it, you know, kind of goes back to what, what is their goal in doing that? You know, is it control? Is it that, you know, I think another thing is we just don't, um, in, in general, we don't deal with emotions well <laughs> in, 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 society, the <laughs> in the church, in the church, but in society yeah. at large yeah. either, you know, we're not really taught emotional intelligence. So, in especially in the church, you know, yeah. the, the scripture, Oh, the heart is deceitful. So that means emotions are bad. And so if you're feeling angry or sad, stop it. Right. You know, and, <laughs> yep, that's <about> but, it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Stop it because God is good. Right, but man, I just imagine a theology where like God can handle us being sad and disappointed. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) you know, almost like He created
3: us like that with the capacity for those
1: emotions, right? Right, right, (laughs)
0: right. yeah. Okay, well, ladies, did we solve this problem for the whole world now? (laughs) (laughs) This is like the definitive guide on, Mm. I don't think so, but. I, hope I thought it, so. I thought we did a great job and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this, re- I think this gave a lot of food for thought for people because yeah. here's the thing, if you're listening, you're going to have to go and wrestle with all this stuff on your own. This is not easy stuff and it's not going to be, it's not like this overnight epiphany. No, I mean, it could be, you know, it could be, there could be, some major breakthroughs in your life, especially if you've already done some thinking about this and that, you know, someone could have said something in today's episode that's just like the light bulb goes on and then it's all clear for you. I think that happens, but I think more often it's part of a process and it's the the light, the light goes on, not suddenly, but slowly gets brighter and brighter and you slowly start to feel yourself releasing that burden of the person that hurt you. And not releasing that they're not a burden, but the fat, but the pain that they've caused you is a huge burden that you carry around. And here's the thing about other people that hurt us. They move on with their lives and they don't care. They're yeah. not thinking at all about the devastation that they've left behind. Now, we want to think that, well, if they could just get it and if they could just see it, then I would feel so much better and I'd be able to forgive them. If they would just say they're sorry and really get, you know, instead of I'm sorry, but if they could really just articulate all the things that they did to me, then I could forgive them and move on. No, then, because if, if we're depending on them, to understand us and to have a meeting of the minds, then that's ne- first of all that's never going to happen. But secondly, we're giving all of our power for our w- our our well being into the hands of another person, and that's the opposite of what we want to be doing as we're getting our badass on and healing and you know becoming adult women who um, have a lot to offer to this world. So anyway. Mm-hmm.
1: I, yeah, I, I think that oh sorry just one no I'm done. Thing to I'm kind done. Of, Go ahead. Oh well, just to summarize, kind of what where I am with forgiveness. I think in general, it's it's a tool that can help us learn to really cope with the difficulty of life in a healthy way. Like you said, in a way where we can we're in a position to bring our full selves and gifts yeah. to,
3: to the world to
1: benefit others.
3: Yeah. And one final thought I want to add is that if he, if forgiveness feels overwhelming, that's okay. Um I would just encourage people, women to release that that overwhelmed feeling, that 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 mountain um that feels insurmountable to the Lord and allow ask him to help us to forgive. And um this is something I've had to practice because the hurt is is so deep, um, was so deep. But I just want to um just testify to what he's done in my life. I last last fall I got married remarried. And the day before I got married, my ex mother-in-law sent me a nasty text message and I was so hurt. I was sitting there crying. Um, I was, had, had, been having such a great day. I was excited and, um, I didn't know what to do. I was instantly taken back to this place where I was, you know, so filled with shame and not being good enough and all that. But I felt the sudden clarity of what I needed to do, and I sent her a text message back, just saying that I loved her, and that was it. And then I blocked her, <laughs> so she couldn't respond, and I didn't have to hear from her again. Oh, and wow. that was something that I never would have been thought that I would have been able to do. Um, and I just—that's the power of the Holy Spirit when you allow Him to work in your life, and you surrender that pain and ask for His help to to do what we've been called to do as Christians, which is to forgive. But it's not um just a simple thing it's just that just we we do once it's it's an ongoing process like we've talked about so that is all you know all the glory to god for for that um empowerment to be able to do that
0: that's beautiful because you know what in that moment you were showing love was spilling out of you for three people it was spilling out of you for yourself it was spilling out of you for that woman right where she's at in her life and yeah. it was spilling out of you for god who gave you the power to do that i think yeah. that was, that's a like like that's a perfect way to end this whole episode yeah. actually with that story um, it, for, so but i actually do want to end it in with one more little thing though that has nothing to do with forgiveness it has to do with this podcast and getting it into the, the i was going to say the earballs but the eardrums <laughs> <laughs> the eardrums of other women. So I didn't know this. I've been doing this now for it's been a year and a half. And I didn't really realize this because I'm not a tech person. But um, I've become aware that when people leave ratings and reviews on iTunes, apparently iTunes looks at that and goes, oh, people like this podcast. So maybe if these people like it, more people will like it. And then they start showing it. It starts showing up in people's podcast feeds as if you like this one, you might like this one. And so one of the ways that you can actually help get be, help other women become aware that this podcast is available to them is by going to iTunes finding the flying free podcast and leaving, you can either do it on your app. If you have an app on your phone, or you can do it online too, and leave a rating and a review and just let people know what you think. And we, we read those also. And we, 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 we lead those and we, and we love reading them because they are very encouraging. And they also give us feedback as far as, you know, what it is about this podcast that you like. It helps us to rally and go okay we want to give people more of this because this is what they're enjoying and this is what they're benefiting from so give us your feedback please and um you can leave a rating and review anonymously you can pick any name you want to you don't have to show up as your own name i know some people are sensitive about that so anyway we would really appreciate that and we always feature someone's review on the website when we post a new podcast and that's kind of fun too so thank you so much for listening thank you Daphne and Rachel for joining me today and that's it until next time fly free